is yes it is me the fact daddy anyway um <clears throat> that was all pathetic and I'm sorry for doing that but shit happens uh I just want to share some thoughts about a book I consider to be one of the most highly significant literary creations of all time that's George Orwell's 1984 um in this instance I'd be referring to the graphic novel version as illustrated by Fido Nesti. Um, but, you know, in general, it's just like certain concepts and things that I felt jumped out or stood out. And, um, yeah. So, um, page 29. The past was dead. The future unimaginable. On coins, on stamps, on banners, on posters, and on the wrapping of a cigarette packet, everywhere, always, the eyes watching you and the voice enveloping you. Asleep or awake, working or eating, indoors or out of doors, no escape, nothing was your own except the few cubic centimeter inside your skull he was already dead he reflected thought crime does not entail death thought crime is death um i just find that to be you know very very intense just you know especially us living in the technological age i mean this book was written in 1949 and yet you know just these sentences it encapsulates that kind of you know omniscient all-seeing eye uh you know it's a kind of hyper connectedness that you know can and is and will be and possibly could be utilized on you know large swaths of populations to control them um it goes on to say you know now that he had recognized himself as a dead man it became important to stay alive as long as possible and this was on page 29 of the graphic novel um and yet, you know, even within having made that statement, we recognize he he committed the thought crime. Thought crime, you know, is death. Thought crime does not entail death. It is death. So he's he's already dead. You you know this from the beginning of the book, because he's a thought criminal. Uh, then on page 32, I thought this was, uh, now that I reflect on it, it's just a sentence where he says, Tragedy, he perceived, belonged to the ancient time, to a time when there was still privacy, love, and friendship. Like, it's just, it's so dark, and yet it's so 
accurate. <laughs> you know, um, his level of accuracy, uh, I think, across uh, political parties, across um, ideological lines, or however you want to perceive it, or I just I feel like uh, it nails both. Oh yes, double think. His mind slid away into the labyrinthine world of doublethink. To know and not to know. To be conscious of complete truthfulness while telling carefully constructed lies. To hold simultaneously two opinions which canceled out. Knowing them to be contradictory and believing in both of them. To use logic against logic. To repudiate morality while laying claim to it to believe that democracy was impossible and that the party was the guardian of democracy to forget whatever it was necessary to forget then to draw it back into memory again at the moment when it was needed and then promptly to forget it again and above all to apply the same process to the itself that was the ultimate subtlety consciously to induce unconsciousness and then once again to become unconscious of the act of hypnosis you had just performed even to understand the word doublethink involved the use of doublethink I mean that's intense man it's like It's intense. Um, and I feel like the way that media is used now more than ever, uh, it's fertile ground for establishing a kind of overarching path to vast o Vast double thinking everywhere, just like double thinking gone berserk. Like I feel like there's, you know, a journey towards that, and that, that journey is occur uh, occurring right now. Um, uh, page forty one. Everything faded into a shadow world in which finally even the death oh even the date of the year had become uncertain Well I mean the date of the year if you just to be clinical and annoying is you know uh like all good measurements, it's a construct uh, that does not include, but excludes uh, certain dates because of certain, you know, politics around a number 13. That's just, you know, just me being weird because, you know, the lunar cycle is, we would have 13 months, 28 days. 
13 months, 364 days. You'd be missing that one extra day. But that's why all the other months are all like they just got like all these extra straight days. Because if you follow the Gregorian calendar, the Gregorian calendar made it like 12 months because 13 was considered like a, a evil number. Uh, because, you know, it followed the paths of the moon goddess and, you know, the lunar cycle and all of that. And moon deities and, you know, and all of that stuff. But anyway, the uncertainty of the date is because, you know, Winston Smith's job is literally like, you know, destroying information. And like everyone, like with the, the, the ration of chocolates was one of my favorites because he goes to work. We see him working. He's just doing his thing. And yes, um, you know. They were getting 30 grams, supposedly, anyway. But then they want to change all the papers and all the back information. To, it's going to go from 20 grams to 25 grams, and people are celebrating. 25 grams, the ration went up, man. But actually, they took the ration down by five and made you think they elevated up by five. And he works there, so he knows that. And you, you take him put him on the side and then just multiply him by all the other people who are manipulating information to keep this society going and yet what no one really knows what anyone else's job actually really is you know they're all under control they're all numbered and under surveillance I mean this guy is you know he is dead I mean it's Literally, the strangulation and suffocation of the human spirit by uh, an indomitable mind prison. Like, it's... I mean, it's it's horrifying, actually. Um, and on many levels. Um, I love this passage uh, with Syme. Syme was a interesting character. Um... <laughs> oddly enough because he was so into uh, this totalitarian fascistic nightmare world like um, he, him and Winston are discussing you know what he's up to with the definitive edition of the Newspeak Dictionary and this is a sign we're destroying words scores of them hundreds of them every day we're cutting the language down to the bone what justification is there for a word which is simply the opposite of some other word? Take good, for instance. What need is there for a word like bad? Ungood will do just as well. If you want a stronger version of good, what sense is there in having a whole string of vague, useless words like excellent and splendid? Plus good covers the meaning, or double plus good, if you want something stronger still. Don't you see the beauty of that, Winston? Don't you see that the whole aim of Newspeak is to narrow the range of thought? In the end, we shall make thought crime literally impossible, because there will be no words in which to express it. Every concept that can ever be needed will be expressed by exactly one word. The revolution will be complete when the language is perfect. Has it ever occurred to you that by the year 2050, at the very latest, not a single human being will be alive who could understand such a conversation as we are having now? Except, the proles are not human beings. How could you have a slogan like freedom of slavery when the concept of freedom has been abolished? 
In fact, there will be no thought as we understand it now. Orthodoxy means not thinking, not needing to think. Orthodoxy is unconsciousness. One of these days, thought Winston, Syme will be vaporized. He is too intelligent. He sees too clearly and speaks too plainly. The party does not like such people. One day he will disappear. It is written in his face. That was page 48. Um, That's crazy shit that he's talking about, man. You know, narrowing language also narrows the range of thought and expression and description. And, uh, you know, like he's talking like one word. It's almost borderline Smurfs because the Smurfs did say other stuff. But they could replace any word with Smurf and it was acceptable. So I don't know if I'm going to go into a, a dialectical analysis of how the Smurfs uh, are low-key uh, fascists. <laughs> because they use the word Smurf to replace anything. Which is ultimately the whole goal of Newspeak is to eliminate language and thought entirely. You could have one word that expresses everything. But it's literally just a, uh, you know, you're going beyond. Like, uh, instead of it being the evolution of communication, you know, by simplifying it to the one word, it's the elimination of the actual ability and capacity to describe anything else in the world in your own way. Even if language is a collective thing, there are divergent languages and there's divergent expression of those languages within the frameworks of where people live, what they do, who they interact with, etc. So really, narrowing it down to one by eliminating all these other ways of expressing a thing and also by, you know, holding true to doublethink, I mean, basically, you, you don't really, there wouldn't really be human beings anymore. So, you know, it's scary because it's systematic and it's just a grind. And the society uses the people to perpetuate their own slavery. And that's a difficult thing because, you have, you know, the, the people are not united. So there's no actual way to counter what's occurring in the society eventually everyone will turn on you to varying degrees and do whatever it is that they're going to do but it's disturbing nonetheless because that level of anxiety and alienation is probably a uh, madness inducing so I, here's a passage I thought was beautiful. I, I like the illustration here, too. Yeah, it's evocative. Um, page 59. The ideal setup by the party, thought Winston, was something huge, terrible, and glittering. A world of steel and concrete, of monstrous machines and terrifying weapons, a nation of warriors and fanatics marching forward in a perfect unity all thinking the same thoughts and shouting the same slogans perpetually working fighting triumphing persecuting 300 million people all with the same face the reality was decaying dingy cities where underfed people shuffled to and fro in leaky shoes and patched up 19th century houses that smelt always of cabbage and bad lavatories Damn. 
I mean, that's that's intense, man. That is intense. You know? The world of steel and concrete, of monstrous machines and terrifying weapons. A nation of warriors and fanatics marching forward in perfect unity, all thinking the same thoughts and shouting the same slogans, perpetually working, fighting, triumphing, persecuting 300 million people all with the same face. And the disturbing thing about that, we know he's like directly referencing Hitler because all the illustrations of Big Brother look like Hitler. And this is 1949, I mean, so, you know. Yet at the same time, with the electric eyes, uh, you know, discussing, you know, being watched or under surveillance at all times, you know, uh, you know, surveillance technology thrives in capitalist society. I mean, people intentionally film and record each other like very often. Um, so. You can see that at play. You can also see, you know, at play some of the stuff with the media, like, you know, different media lines calling each other fake news. And yet, you know, on the further extreme, people are saying, oh, none of these companies are actually giving any actual news. Everything is a bait and switch tactic where, where, you know, you are given scenarios and circumstances and they're presented to you because of... uh, A, they capture your attention, and B, they make you feel, uh, you know, a sense of tension and and, uh, anxiety in your life that might uh, might otherwise not be there had you uh, not watched the news. Um, But this is intense, man, you know, and this kind of intensity, you know, it's happened in the human world before. Like, you know, thinking about the phrase World War itself scares and frightens me. Um... But I'm sure a lot of other tougher people might not be as shaken as easily as as one such as myself. But just the fact that this was written during that time is disturbing to me. Because this is fucked up. (laughs) Oh, man. It really is. It's just... It's it's intense. You know, there's a level of weight to it that transcends its fiction. and, And it actually taps into some, you know inner Jungian psychological things that are uh, archetypes of being you know get this all kooky anyway um I don't even know. I'll figure out why I'm reading this after I read it. Um, On the battlefield, in the torture chamber, on a sinking ship, the issues that you are fighting for are always forgotten because the body swells up until it fills the universe. And even when you are not paralyzed by fright or screaming with pain, life is a moment-to-moment struggle against hunger or cold or sleeplessness, against a sour stomach or an aching tooth. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. 
So that was from pages 75 and 77. Um, I was always disturbed by this book, but I also felt like, oh man, you know, it's spot on in a lot of ways. Uh, as far as, you know, uh, information, who discerns it, who disseminates it, how it's uh, spread throughout the culture, you know, um, the direction it goes in, the conversations and dialogues that are are being had, you know, uh, we can say it's all meaningless, but, you know, certain conversations do shape a larger dialogue about where exactly our journey as a species is going to head because of our hyper-connectivity and, uh, the old, you know, just the structure of how everything is, is so deeply embedded and connected, you know, it's a lot. So, um, it's a lot, man. Let's see what else I, I mean, this thing is just really like a beautiful thing to, uh, to check out. Um, this is when they get, uh. Winston Smith quote unquote joins the underground or whatever but listen to this crazy shit you understand that you will be fighting in the dark you will receive orders and you will obey them without knowing why the members of the brotherhood have no way of recognizing one another you will have three or four contacts who will be renewed from time to time as they disappear the brotherhood cannot be wiped out because it is not an organization in the ordinary sense. Nothing holds it together except an idea which is indestructible. You will never have anything to sustain you except the idea. When finally you are caught, you will get no help. At most, when it is absolutely necessary that someone should be silenced, we are occasionally able to smuggle a razor blade into a prisoner's cell. You will work for a while and you will be caught. You will confess and then you will die. Those are the only results that you will ever see. There is no possibility that any perceptible change will happen within our own lifetime. We are the dead. Our only true life is in the future. We shall take part in it as handfuls of dust and splinters of bone. Now, the, the guy telling him this is like low-key big brother. <laughs> but the crazy part about it is the way that this story is set up is, in, is truly and deeply insane. Like, these fools have thought of everything, including, like, oh, some individuals are going to, you know, they're going to flake out. So we just take them out. And the way they take them out, they get close to them, everything, and manipulate them. I mean, it's just seriously, seriously, like, beyond fucked up. Like, there's literally no way out of that reality. You're, you're locked into that reality. And, you know, until a moment or opportunity presents itself to allow you to experience a greater freedom... You're going to be suffering in this deep, unadulterated misery. And it's fucking so crazy because, you know, it's happening in various aspects uh, in the world today. You know, not definitively black and white, but I mean, you could, you know, argue easily. We have infinite number of distractions, amazing plethora of distractions uh, and distractions upon distractions upon distractions whereas there's still really crazy and disturbing shit happening wars and 
shootings and all that kind of weird stuff then it's like you know that's because there's this underlying uh tension in the society people you know feel like it's out of control and yet you know uh it's us we are out of control emotionally and we are inundated with a lot of information but how much of it's actually practical useful or means anything other than a distraction from just how stressful regular day-to-day life is you know it's crazy uh, anyway um yeah it's it's scary man it's a little buggy it's a little buggy all right Then where does the past exist, if at all? In records, it is written down. In records and in the mind, in human memories. In memory, very well, then. We, the party, control all records, and we control all memories. Then we control the past, do we not? But how can you stop people remembering things? How can you control memory? You have not controlled mine. On the contrary, you have not controlled it. That is what has brought you here you are here because you have failed in humility and self-discipline you would not make the act of submission which is the price of sanity you prefer to be a lunatic a minority of one only the disciplined mind can see reality it does not exist in the individual mind which can make mistakes and in any case soon perishes only in the mind of the party which is collective and immortal whatever the party holds to be truth is truth it is impossible to see reality except by looking through the eyes of the party. That is the fact that you have got to relearn, Winston. It needs an act of self-destruction. So, I mean, if that was like a, a rapper spitting bars or whatever, he would have just murdered the other guy. Like, the rap battle would have been over forever. Like, he just like, wow, that was like straight up so awful. To, to know the depths of, of horror that that's going on with that. Winston Smith, man. So, so. It's so crazy. Um, let me see. Give me a moment here. Oh, this whole, whole thing is, in, is insane right here. It's again, you know, he gets tortured and there's there's conversations. This is just crazy to me, though. We control matter because we control the mind. Reality is inside the skull. Outside man, there is nothing. But the whole universe is outside us. Look at the stars. Some of them are a million light years away. They are out of our reach forever. You must get rid of those 19th century ideas about the laws of nature. We make the laws of nature. What are the stars? They are bits of fire a few kilometers away. We could reach them if we wanted to, or we could blot them out. The stars can be near or distant according as we need them. 
the real power, the power we have to fight for night and day, is not power over things, but over men. How does one man assert his power over another, Winston? By making him suffer. Exactly. Obedience is not enough. Unless he is suffering, how can you be sure that he is obeying your will and not his own? Power is in inflicting pain and humiliation. Power is in tearing human minds to pieces and putting them together again in new shapes of your own choosing. Do you begin to see then what kind of world we are creating? It is the exact opposite of the stupid hedonistic utopias that the old reformers imagined. A world of fear and treachery and torment. A world of trampling and being trampled upon. A world which will grow not less but more merciless as it refines itself. Progress in our world will be progress towards more pain. The old civilizations claim that they were founded on love or justice. Ours is founded upon hatred. In our world, there will be no emotions except fear, rage, triumph, and self-abasement. Everything else we shall destroy. Everything. And that was page 184. And uh, that's fucking really disturbing. You know, um, because even though it's in the story, you know, uh, you look at the history and you look at the trends and you look at the kind of way, you know human beings are looking at each other and you know it's it's scary especially because you know his discussion of the society you know obviously you know there was you know you got Nazi Germany and Stalin and you know you had a lot of that type of thing going on fascist Italy you know, during, you know, you're talking the 40s or, th- you know, mid-30s, whatever. Um, that whole era and period, obviously, you can analyze it, break it down, and, you know, tell your story. But there's just elements and and things within this story that just seem to touch on so many things. Whether it's, it's you know, how media is manipulated or, you know. And obviously in in far more fascistic nations, you know, you get far more of that. You don't get a ton of that that I'm aware of in the U.S. But again, awareness is key. Like, you know, if I started going off about fecal lagoons, you know, everyone's going to think I'm a weirdo. But, you know, if you've ever seen a picture of one and you know that's actual feces and it's so much that it's a lagoon and it's coming from a farm, it's just a little creepy. You know, and that's a hell of a segue, but you know, that's I'm talking about the book 1984. Information is weird, man. You know, um, information and how it could affect you is weird, but at the same time, you know, uh, every day is a, a tiny miracle, and you know, for me to even read from this book and record it and share it is also cool, but I, I, I still have this, this weird sense that you know I feel like this book is a timeless uh, in graphic novel form it's interesting as well like you know he really captured a lot of the solemnness with the, with his style of illustration um, but war is peace freedom is slavery ignorance is strength man and it's this book has so many layers it's so multifaceted like I, I, I picked those things you know those things that really struck and resonated with me like you know while I was reading it but I mean just the overall 
analysis and energy uh, there's there's some of that really lacking in the world and you know um, lacking in the sense of what are we actually discussing and you know why are we so distracted and you know I know that you know in part I'm definitively a hypocrite because you know doing a podcast is, is or could be considered a distraction but um you know it's, it's one that people choose and uh hopefully you know they choose to listen to my shit but they'll listen to someone else it's a there's a weird undercurrent going on and like and it could be a distraction but it's also could be you know broadening of uh perspectives so because I've definitely learned different things just from occasionally listening to different podcasts. Um, ultimately, I think, you know, it is possible to learn something from almost everyone. Uh, if you're, you know, the, the depth of your thinking is uh, certainly beyond mine, then you could say you could learn something from everyone. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're attempting to teach you anything. If you observe everyone at some point in time, the possibility you could learn something, whether it's something you would never do in life or never ever encounter in life, is a very real possibility. I'll just say that. But the possibility that, you know, there's so much information that is actually useless and redirects people's attention from you know all the issues in society that need to be addressed corrected or responded to in a kind of sensible manner um it's in the air it's like a i feel like there's societies on a borderline of a hybridization of huxley's brave new world uh, Orwell's 1984 and the Mike Judge movie Idiocracy, which I think, you know, wow. I, I definitely feel like that nails, that movie kind of encapsulates everything. Like, you know, it, it's making fun of things, but at the same time, like, things are starting to literally get that stupid in the world. Um, and it's terrifying, actually. But it's also really fucking funny. Um, so yeah. 1984 man. I recommend it a billion and one fucking times. Because this is just. So well thought out. So well written. So prophetic. So timeless. And really fucking scary. Actually. Really fucking scary. But um, that's all I got man. So Thack Daddy thoughts on 1984 the graphic novel and just in general um be safe take care of yourselves peace